This episode of You Should Hear This is sponsored by Visit Evansville. Events, culture, world-class venues, and accommodations, it's all within reach in Evansville, Indiana. Bursting from the bend of the Ohio River on the southern tip of the state, Evansville has all the amenities of a big city while offering a unique blend of Hoosier hospitality and southern charm. Evansville is conveniently located near several metropolitan cities, so we're easy to get to. Think big city adventures without the big city hassle. With 45 unique meeting and event facilities and over 3,900 sleeping rooms, we're the perfect destination for your next meeting or convention. Connectivity is effortless with Old National Events Plaza, the Ford Center, and the full-service Doubletree Hotel by Hilton Skybridge Connection, providing everything you need under one roof. Downtown Evansville boasts over 850 sleeping rooms, so your event and conference hotel needs are all served within seven blocks of Old National Events Plaza. Looking for something to do at the end of the convention day? Evansville offers over 25 museums and art galleries, along with local nightlife, eateries, and breweries to satisfy even the most adventurous foodie or particular conventioneer. Budget still recovering from lost revenues throughout the pandemic? The Visit Evansville sales team offers exclusive incentives to all ISAE members. Submit your next RFP at visitevansville.com and let us welcome you to our bend on the Ohio. Hello, and welcome to You Should Hear This, a podcast for the everyday association professional. I'm Nick Estrada, your host. The current job market is competitive, and although there are opportunities to leave your current role for another position, that's not always the decision that we all want to make. Perhaps we'd like to stay where we are, but with some increased responsibilities and opportunities, or potentially an increased salary or benefits. However, approaching these conversations can be awkward. Where do you start? What do you, what do you say? Should you have a presentation as to why you deserve the promotion? These are all great questions that we think of when approaching the promotion conversation. And our guest today, Chris Price, will be able to assist with answering some of these questions and how we can approach them. Chris Price is a partner at Madison, where his leadership and fun-loving attitude keep nonprofit associations thriving. Describing each day as a new adventure, he takes pride in helping clients fulfill their missions. And under his leadership, nonprofit clients have experienced substantial growth as has Madison. Before joining Madison, Chris worked in the construction and civil engineering fields. He currently serves as president for the Indiana Construction Roundtable and the Indiana Construction Roundtable Foundation. He's also currently involved with workforce development programs supporting the hospitality sector. Outside of work and philanthropy, Chris enjoys spending time with his wife, Stephanie, and their three sons. And when he can get a break, you can find him on the golf course. Welcome, Chris. Hey, good to be here. Glad to have you today to talk through what can sometimes maybe be a little bit of a, an awkward conversation, for sure. um, I think, for both parties. <laughs> uh, but before we dive into that conversation, um, I know we talked a little bit in the intro, just a little bit about your your background, but mind telling us a little bit more about your journey and kind of how you've gotten to where you are today? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, you know originally from Indiana, from uh, Brownsburg. I uh, kind of came to the nonprofit industry in, in sort of a weird way. And then I'm a really a construction professional. So after high school, I went to Purdue and, and became a civil engineer and moved to Texas for like six years um, there in kind of a the civil sector, but in more of a sales role and moved back to Indiana in 2015, where I continued working in construction for another three years, or I'm sorry, 2005 to 2008 was when I was working in the industry. And, and if y'all remember 2008, <laughs> Uh, that was a that was a rough year, and that that was when the recession hit. But it particularly hit the construction industry hard. 
And, uh, you know, that, that year was just a really tough year for me professionally. And I had a conversation with my uncle around that time who owned, who owned Madison. And, uh, he was interested, you know, and he was getting, getting up in years and, and interested in, in succession planning. It was a small company with like four employees. And he basically said, you know, if, if you're interested in, in coming on board, we've got some opportunities for growth. And if you can really kind of prove yourself as a leader and, and succeed in the company, you've got a chance at, at owning the business, you know, when I, when I go to retire. So he just happened to catch me at a really good time in mm-hmm. my life. And I was willing to kind of take that gamble and, and, you know, make, make the jump over to Madison and yeah, haven't, haven't looked back since. And, and in 2010, Scott Grimes and I were able to buy the business and yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> so kind of came to this in a, in a unique way. Yeah. But I think we all do, right? We all kind of yeah, make, right. our, make our way into this industry in a little bit of yeah. a, a windy path. So, right. um, but we're glad to have you in the industry. I know um, you guys are always a, a great um, support mechanism and um, a great group to kind of look at to see what we can learn. And that's part of why we're talking to you today. So, oh, thanks. At, you know, as a as a manager, right? I'm sure you've supervised a variety of people kind of throughout your time. When we get to this conversation around promotions or benefit increases or hey I just like to make more money you know why why do you think people are so nervous about approaching that conversation you know they definitely are because not that many people initiate that conversation I, I'll, I mean I'll say it's really rare that that people actually do ask for a promotion so you know I don't know I think it's maybe oh probably a number of things you know fear of rejection fear of failure and, and probably the biggest thing is maybe not not understanding your value or, or really feeling that you're deserving of that or, or, or I guess, you know, fully appreciating your value. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it is unusual. It's, it's, I haven't had many of those meetings and would certainly welcome more. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned there, right, like knowing our worth or our value. As we look, as somebody were to look at their themselves, right, how do they, how do they help to calculate that potentially, right? So if they're going to come to this kind of a conversation, is there, are there metrics they should be looking at? Are there things that they can come to that conversation with that have, that maybe make that easier to begin to, to bring up? Well, I mean, I think the way that you should really look at the conversation is, is it's, it's just a, it's a chance to talk about your career. It's a chance to talk about, it's just a conversation. And, you know, it it could be that you're not going to get the promotion. It could be that you do get the promotion, but either way, that conversation is going to be productive and you're and it's an opportunity to learn something from it. Um, you know, if I'm thinking about preparing or what a person might do to, you know, kind of prepare for it. I mean, I would spend some time thinking about, um, you know, why you're deserving of the promotion spent, you know, and, and really practice how you're going to approach it. You know, a distinction as well is, is uh, I, I kind of think of it as there's two types of promotions you know, there's um, the type of promotion where it's more of just compensation adjustments that occur mm-hmm. over time. You know, right now we're going through a period of inflation. Uh, cost of living is going up. And so compensation adjustments are probably pretty natural right now. So, you know, if, if, you've, if you've been doing your job and performing your job adequately for the last two years or the last year and you haven't had a compensation adjustment, that could be cause for a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of frame you know, that, that talk more around like a time, a timeline, like, you know, it's been, I haven't had a promotion in two years. 
I've been uh, fulfilling my my obligation and really exceeding expectations with what I'm doing. You know, could we talk about a promotion or, or what what we might be able to get for promotion? The other type of promotion I think would be one where you're looking to advance your career. Mm. So let's say you're you know working as a coordinator and you want to get to a manager or, or whatever the case may be. You're you're managing committees and you'd like to you know have a pathway to become executive director, whatever it may be, that that's kind of a different conversation, but they're both the same in, in that, you know, you should really think about your, your value, think of your accomplishments and, and talk to the decision maker about, about this rather than your coworkers. What I see more commonly than the, than the promotion talk is like, is like people talking to their peers in the office about mm. how they feel like they're undercompensated or, uh, you know, feeling like they're that that's not helpful. If you're, if you're just like gossiping amongst peers and that kind of thing, you're really not doing yourself justice. If you're interested in a promotion, talk to the decision maker and really practice how you're going to approach it. And, um, and yeah, just, just be ready for, Either way, I mean, there's, there's, there, well, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. That's, I think that's great. And I, I like that there's kind of that split, right? They both start with a conversation, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking as I'm wrapping my mind around what you're saying, right? The, the end goal in some of these is different, right? So if it's, I'm looking for a, a higher salary or, or, you know, maybe some increased benefits or something else that I need from the position you know, that could potentially be kind of cut and dry. Either the the organization can support it or they can't, right? Even if you've got all the data that supports maybe what you want, right? But if you're on that career conversation, I think that allows for an employer to start to potentially help dream and design that path for you as well, right? To start to have some conversations about, okay, I know this person's interested. What could that look like in a year, in two years, you know? And I think recognizing maybe a promotion is not always going to happen tomorrow, right? Like (laughs) you're not going to walk into a meeting and say, I would now like to be the executive director. And then the current executive director is not going to say, here you go. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, it's your time. Right. But to understand um, that maybe there, you know, there's a, there's a roadmap that can be designed. Yeah. And I think when you're approaching, like what I love to hear from someone, if we are having that conversation is that they're they're happy with their job. They like the organization. They like the, the, the work that they're doing. They feel like they're succeeding. And, you know, this is something that, that they're looking for as a way of, of staying longer with the organization. Like, mm. you know, I guess lead with your happiness and that you're, you're content with your job. And, and, you know, this is just something that you would like to like to talk about, you know? So as we, as we think about that fear um, that somebody has to even begin these, and I would agree, I think part of what you said, right, is that these conversations don't happen often, right? And I think there's this moment of we're all fearful of it, and so none of us do it. And so then we don't hear anybody who has these conversations and is successful in them. So then we're even more nervous about asking for them, right? Because it just kind of feels out yeah. of the norm. But as we think about how to get over that, right, how to get over that fear, you know, are there any tips that you can kind of know, or maybe you've even used yourself um, in the past to, to kind of yeah. come to those conversations? Well, I mean, I think just knowing that it is a difficult conversation and that there is a, 
there's a chance that there's a good reason why the answer could be no. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a nonprofit, you've got money in and you've got money going out. And a lot of nonprofits, you know, aren't building reserves or, you know, maybe that maybe their budget is, is a you know net zero at the end of the year. So there could be budgetary reasons why right now we can't give you a promotion. So understanding that there could be, you know, could be good reasons, but it's an opportunity to learn from it kind of makes it a little bit easier to have that conversation, you know? So if you get a, a yes, or if you get like some, some guidance on, well, if we can accomplish these two things or, you know, whatever, then, then we, then Matt, maybe that's where we get to the point of promotion, mm-hmm. then that's a positive outcome. But you should also view it equally positive if you get a no, because then you can kind of ask why, learn more, you know, try to figure that out. And then, you know, let's say it is a, uh, if, if the issue is revenue. So, you know, the issue is that right now the organization isn't making enough revenue, so we can't give you a promotion right now. All right, well, now I understand what you're dealing with. Now I understand what the, the barrier is to my promotion. Can I help figure out how <laughs> we can generate more revenue so that, you know, we're all happy? So, so that's a success. Uh, should be a successful outcome if if you're you know truly happy with the job, and and you know you want to stay there. It's it's difficult. It's hard to uh, take. It's easy to take rejection personally, but this is not personal. It's business. Yeah. You know. So um, so it can't. It, you really shouldn't take a no as as a personal failure. It's just. It, it really is just business. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting piece too. Around it's just business, right? Because at the end of the day associations are businesses, you know, and I think especially at the the entry level, maybe side of a lot of associations, I think that's not always immediately understood, right? I think it's seen as like, look at all the programs we do, look at all the resources we have, look at all these things that are here, you know, what's, you know, I don't even know, you know, X percentage of an increase or, you know, a promotion for me, I don't understand how that is this big impact, you know, and I think that to break it down onto the other side of, well, as a business, here's all the other things that are in place and here's how that impacts us. And, you know, trying to figure out how to balance those things. Cause it is right. I mean, especially whether you've got a small staff or a large staff uh, you know, I think associations number one expenditures typically are people, right. People are expensive and not for a a bad reason. I mean, we, we all do good work, uh, but but that work doesn't come free. Right. And so I think that that's a a key piece to, to just kind of keep in the back of their minds. So you mentioned you view these conversations as an opportunity to keep somebody at the, the company or the association, you know, for a longer term. Right. And so my hope is that also helps people view these conversations as a, an easier way to enter them as well. Should somebody come with their own kind of roadmap as to what they think? Um, oh. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'd like to maybe be, you know, I'm a coordinator. I'd like to be a director. I'd like to be a manager in the next three to, you know, three years or what's that look like? Yeah. You know, sh- should they do that? A- absolutely. I mean, so a lot of times, I mean, I, I, I just recently had this conversation with one of our employees, but I want, there's nothing that I want more than to find out what people aspire to be. Like, I'm hoping that they don't want to stay stagnant in the position that they're at. I'd I'd like to know where they're, where they're shooting for, but you know, 
a lot of times when you when you ask and and this conversation, you know, if you're having this kind of conversation with your employer, it's likely that the question could come up, well, where do you want to go mm-hmm. in the organization? So that's one of the things if you're preparing for this conversation that you should really think about ahead of time. And don't be afraid to shoot for the stars. Like I would love to know that a person wants to be, you know, an executive director of the organization. If they want to replace me at some point, that's fine. Whatever that is, I, I'm I'm interested. Like I want to know what what people really want to do because if you find that out, then you can kind of start thinking about all right. If that's your goal, if that's where you want to get to, you know, here's here's kind of the roadmap of how you can do that. And you know, we as employers have to have to build out those those pathways. You know, we have to kind of create those those checkpoints and those 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 steps that people can take so that they can advance their career, but you know, if, if you ask a person what, what they want to do and they're like, I don't know, then, and, and it's in the promotion talk that doesn't really bode very well for, you know, for you getting that promotion. It's, we want to retain employees, but we really want people who are, who are kind of driven to grow, driven to, you know, driven to take, take on more and evolve. Yeah. I think that's right. We're looking for that intrinsic value of wanting the promotion and not just wanting the promotion. And I think I see that sometimes, right? Some folks are, I either I see my peers with higher titles, I see, as I look out at jobs, maybe I see higher salaries. And so I just want that, yeah. right? I just want what that is versus really seeing what that does for my career or what that does for my 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 personal growth in a role. Yeah. So I think that I would agree. I think that's really important to to kind of be thinking about. And I, you know, I think that it's good really to think about where you started with, you know, in, in this conversation, it's, this is kind of like a tightrope, but you, you kind of want to think about how you came into the organization and maybe what your skill set was as an entry-level employee, or, or let's say at the last pay increase that you had, where were you at and where are you at now? Mm. How have you added value to your organization? How have you evolved as an employee? Like, how are you more efficient? How are you helping your executive director to have more time, you know, all those things are good to know, but the tightrope is that, do you, do you lead with that and ask for more money? Because that can be a real put off, <laughs> like, you know, kind of a right. turn off. So, so just kind of understanding, understanding your value in that conversation and, and your contributions, I think is important. If nothing else, it gives you the confidence and it may come up. You may have the chance to, to kind of talk, you know, talk about the, the value and, and, you know, that, that you brought the organization for these conversations, you know, do you recommend that it is, um, you know, is it just brought up in like a, a typical one-on-one or is this a, Hey, I'd like to schedule some additional time to meet to, and do you, and do you say what you want to talk about? Or is it just like, I just want to have a meeting and then kind of, you know, drop the bomb. You know, and uh, yeah, I kind of, I was thinking about that earlier and and I think a lot of that probably depends on your, on your manager or that decision maker, you know, how do they process information? Are they going to be good if you maybe put them on the spot in like a quarterly check-in or an annual review, or is that something that would be better to do over lunch and just bring Mm -hmm. up randomly? Or uh, for me, like what I would appreciate is, is more of a scheduled meeting and knowing what we're going to talk about coming into it. Like, you know, I'm, I wanted to have a conversation about, about how my career is going to, going to advance in the future. And, and, you know, some, some thoughts I have around that, you know, then, then I'm going to kind of think about that as well. And, and you, 
you know, so, so then, then at least I, I would appreciate that just because I know what I'm walking into, mm-hmm. but you know, you can, I mean, I think it's fine to bring it up in some type of a review or, or a, you know, quarterly check-in or some kind of thing that's, that's scheduled as well. Yeah. I would guess it would probably have a different take as well based on what your ultimate goal is, right? If you're looking to yeah, right. have that promotion and kind of career trajectory conversation, I'm guessing it's probably more advantageous to have that secondary meeting and schedule it and like, hey, I want to discuss what this could look like. You know, I think when it comes to maybe the the salary or benefit kind of conversation, you know, maybe that is, hey, something I've been, you know, at the end of the check-in, something I've been thinking about recently is this, you know, can we talk about it at our next time, you know, yeah. um, and what's what's potentially possible. So, you know, Nick, it's probably two different approaches too. Like if you're, let's say if you're an association manager and you're just wanting to meet about a compensation adjustment, maybe it's been a year or, or uh, a year and a half, you know, since you've had a compensation adjustment and you feel like it's time to have that talk. I think in that kind of meeting, it's more appropriate to, you know, maybe lead with, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with my job. I believe in the organization. I believe I, I live by our, our mission and our values. And I hope that I'm, I'm going to be a long-term employee for the organization. I've since starting, I, you know, I feel like I've gotten a lot better in my job. I've taken on more responsibility and, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, about a wage increase because it has been a year and a half since my wage has been increased. How do you, you know, how do you, I, as my employer feel about that. Um, I think that's appropriate for that. If you're, if you're really wanting to look at, at a, a promotion and, and maybe a jump in, in title or responsibility, then it's a little different and, and maybe it should be framed a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, this has kind of got my mind thinking again around, around the kind of the two pathways. Are there questions somebody should ask themselves when they're thinking about these conversations to help them identify kind of what's important in a role, you know, cause I talked about at the beginning, right? Like we get that there are other roles, other jobs, right. That you could, somebody could move to. We, we know other folks are hiring and, you know, we talked, right. Every industry yeah. is experiencing kind of oh, what yeah. this looks like, you know, are there reflection questions though, that somebody could ask of, is this regardless of where this conversation goes internally, maybe my values now say that I, I need to be somewhere else, or maybe my values now say I need to be here. I don't know if that question's making sense, but just something that helps you me know, understand yeah. and approach that conversation a little more from my own perspective. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it does. I think, you know, right now it is a really competitive market in every industry. You know, all employers are, are struggling to, to recruit, keep, you know, recruit and, and retain quality employees. So, um, so it's, it's really up to that employer to, to have, have those conversations and to really, you know, meet, meet the people where they are and to, and to show them, give them hope and give them a direction of where they can go. So, gosh, so I don't know if I'm answering that question, <laughs> but if, I guess if you're having that conversation and the employer isn't giving you that vision or, or isn't really answering your questions, number one, you should really be in that moment because you might, you know, it might be that you're just catching him or her off guard. Mm. And, you know, you're having a conversation about wage increase and maybe they just weren't prepared for it. So in that case, I would just, you know, maybe ask more questions or, or think about, think about those questions going into the meeting. Like, I guess the kind of questions that, that you might want to ask, or if, if I can't get a, you know, a pay increase right now, I, I completely understand what are some things that I could do to, 
you know, earn this pay increase in six months or, mm-hmm. or what, what kind of timeline do you think that I might be able to earn that, that pay increase? And then if they say, you know, six months or three months or whatever, mark that on your calendar and make sure that you're, you're following up and <laughs> yeah, get that <laughs> in writing. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, or if they go a different direction and they um, let's say they, they say, well, right now you're, you're performing at, you're performing satisfactorily. You're, you know, you're, you're meeting our expectations. I don't think you're exceeding our expectations. So right now uh, a pay increase isn't, isn't uh, warranted, mm-hmm. but, or whatever it may be, then as opposed to having, you know, having your feelings hurt and feeling, taking that personal, that's where you can ask more questions. So, you know, specifically, what are some areas that I can improve in? Do you mind if we check in every, you know, I'm going to start Mm -hmm. putting an action plan together on my own so that I'm improving in these areas. But I, you know, I'd like to check in with you in a month and and see if you feel like I've improved in these areas. And then you have that conversation in a month and you find out that you have been improving. Well, all right. So where are we now? Yeah. Um, You know, but either way, I, I, I think just, just try to learn as much as you can in that meeting and, and um, uh, really be open to what you're hearing. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll kind of pivot here a little bit to, so we've maybe had the conversation and, and I will hit both sides of this, right? So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do the, we'll do the first one okay. uh, on the negative side, which is, okay. So I asked for um, a promotion or I asked for a, you know, a pay increase and we've talked a little bit of the pay increase one, but maybe we'll, so maybe we'll hit on more on the promotion one, but um, you know, I asked for it. Maybe we went through all the conversations, uh, you know, multiple meetings, et cetera, and, and I didn't get it. What, what should I do, right? How do, how do I react to that? How do I approach things, you know, in the coming months if I, if I don't get that? Yeah. I, and, you know, I think um, it's tough. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about it. The, the natural instinct is to take that kind of personally, like, you know, what, like, I'm not getting the promotion. I feel like I've been, you know, working my ass off here. Why am I not getting this promotion? But, you know, knowing that it's not personal, it's, it is business. Then, then if you're, if you're able to kind of keep that mindset in the conversation, then figure out what that business reason is for not getting that promotion. Um, I know this sounds weird, but it, but it could help you kind of with, with the employer be thankful for the rejection and the Mm -hmm. feedback. Like I understand that you're in a hard spot and I understand that there are business reasons why I may not be able to get this promotion, but can you help me understand why a little bit more? Like I'd, I'd like to learn a little bit more about why I'm not able to get the promotion now and, and what I can do to, you know, get to the point of, of, of getting this promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to me, it's important to my family uh, in my career progression that, uh, you know, that, that we're working towards this. So what, you know, what can I do to kind of advance this you work on the language, <laughs> but, but I think that's why you really, you don't want to go into this meeting and wing it, you know, like really be prepared mm-hmm. for all these different scenarios and, and think about what's going to happen if you do get that no. And then some, I mean, I would immediately just be thankful and then try to find out more and, and empathize with the employer. Like you're in a hard spot and I get that there's reasons, Yeah, but you know, w- what can we do together to, to figure this out in the future? 
Yeah. I like that approach because I would agree, right? I don't know that uh, anybody's first response to a rejection is going to be, thank you so much. Right. I know. Um, but you'll really, <laughs> that'll really play well if you do. <laughs> I agree. And I think it, well, and I think it's an important one, right? Like, again, it's, and it's kind of a thank you for even having this conversation, right? Because yeah. at some level, yeah. they don't have to. Right. Um, and so it's, it's nice to at least say, like, we were open to it. Unfortunately, just right now, it's, it just doesn't make sense. And, and I like your, your comment there too about, really getting, I think, again, some tangible reasons as to why I can't get that. I mean, your example, again, earlier of, okay, well, if it's (laughs) revenue-based, if I generate more revenue, right, what can I potentially get from that? But also, if it's just other job performance pieces of, you know, or I want to see you build a new new product or a new program or, you know, because that's, you know, if we're looking at coordinator or manager level, right, like I'm looking for somebody who now doesn't just manage or, you know, runs a program, it's your, your, building it and deciding things that run. I want to see something like that from you. Right. And then we know you're ready for that next step. And, you know, that at least then gives, I think, hopefully an employee kind of that runway to do something. Right. And they recognize like now it's back in my court and these are the things I have to to kind of prove, right. To, to make that on the other side of that um, you ask for the promotion you ask for the pay raise and you get it. Yeah. What does somebody do after that? Right. Like, what are some of the best practices that they could have after getting something like that? You know, do they do they change their approach to work in any way? I'm just kind of curious what what your thoughts are on that. And you know, that kind of depends on the two different categories of promotion as well. Like, is it just an overdue? You know, if if it's either way, you should be thankful. Sure. I mean, um, you know, number one, well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me remind them that you're committed to the organization, to the, to the mission, and that you're going to continue to, you know, work hard and and help advance the organization. If it's, if it's keeping in the same position and, and it's more of an adjustment in compensation, I don't think there's a a ton that you need to do other than be thankful. You might send a thank you note, appreciation of of taking the time to meet um, and, you know, continue to add value and continue to grow as an employee on the other side, that's a little more tricky. Like if you're asking for uh, a career advancement and, and the next step is, all right, you know, let's, let's put together a plan so that we are beginning to advance your career. You know, then, then you really have to start laying out steps. I would work with your supervisor, maybe set a working meeting where you can start planning some milestones. Like, all right, what is, what are the major milestones for my next year look like? Mm-hmm. And if you got those major milestones, then you start adding, you know, adding some of those those tasks and, and those those to dos to to achieve those milestones. Um, but having a, a clear and agreed upon expectation between you and you and your employer about what you're going to accomplish yep. with this promotion, I think would be appreciated and would probably open you up for more promotions beyond what, what you've what you've just received. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think the key thing there, right, just being thankful either way. Um, again, yeah. the conversation has been had and then, and and I, I don't think this is meant to, I hope listeners aren't hearing this as like, just be, you know, always be thankful for literally anything an employer gives you. But I think it's, it's, it's the stance that again, these are difficult conversations for you to have. And they're also difficult conversations for an employer, right? Both sides of the equation can be hard. Um, and so recognize, I think it's just recognizing, right? The difficulty of bringing this kind of a conversation, you know, to the table. Yeah. It can be hard. And you know, every, every employer is just going to handle it differently. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's, 
yeah, I mean, some, some people need time to process it. I mean, they may need a follow-up meeting or, or you're catching them so off guard that they just don't know how to respond and maybe they mm-hmm. respond inappropriately or, you know, whatever, but either way, if, if, if you can kind of, you know, give your employer a little bit of grace, but only if you can figure out how you're going to get, you know, you want a promotion. So one way or another, you need some clarification on, on how you can get there. Yeah. If you don't get that clarification, if you don't get any guidance on how you're ever going to get a a promotion, like at that point, you know, you might, you might start looking for, looking for alternative jobs. Um, But if you really have that, that meeting and and a good conversation about what it's going to take, you know, it's, it's going to be a win either way. Yeah, I agree. Any, um, as you think back to your own, your own professional career, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you asked for something like this, just any advice maybe now from the seat that you're sitting in that you would have given yourself back then? You know, as I'm thinking about, um, you know, the boss or the supervisor that may not know what to do, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of my parents and, you know, of, of my childhood. And one of the cool things that they did with, with my sister and I both were, you know, they were very humble and they were very quick to um, acknowledge that they may not always have the right answer, or they may not always know what the best solution to um, to a problem is, um, but that they were doing their best. And, you know, that's something that I've kind of grown to appreciate more, I guess, the, the older I got, and, and certainly the tack that I take with my kids. But, um, you know, we as parents um, have to make decisions. You know, I, I can't leave it up to my five-year-old to make all of our family's decisions. We have to make decisions and some of those decisions are, are better than others. Um, you know, and so as you're having these conversations with your managers, with your coworkers, with your executive director, whoever it may be, um, I think we just, you know, need to keep in mind that uh, we're all just people and, you know, your, your managers, your supervisors, they're doing their best. And, and in the context of this conversation, just try to be in the moment, um, and to really understand where they're coming from and to get the most out of that conversation and, you know, give them a little bit of grace if, if things uh, do get bumpy or if they don't say the exact right thing in the moment. Make sure that you value yourself. Like if I think about, you know, maybe early on in my career and by early on, I say like any year before 30, I think I had this, um, you know, this, this stigma about me of, well, I'm the, I'm the young guy and and the people that are, that are over 30, sure, they should be making more money because they're mm. over 30. I mean, they look older, they've got more respect in the industry and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, that's that's not true. That's not the way employers should think about it or employees should think about it. So, you know, truly value yourself and don't think about your your age as a uh, as an obstacle to advancing your career. You can do anything you want, um, but you need to uh, not be afraid to have these conversations and, and not, and truly not be afraid of rejection because like, let's say I'm a a 24 year old and I, I'm, you know, driven to advance my career. Don't be afraid to tell them now, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'd like to eventually do this. Um, And anything that you can do to, to give me more skills or, or, uh, or training so that I can accomplish this in, in my career would be really appreciated. And I, the thing that you, that, you know, my 24 year old self wouldn't have understood was that managers never hear that. We never, you know, never get someone coming to us about how to really advance their career. It's rare. 
Um, and when you do, it's really special and you really want to help be that mentor, help be that coach, you know, help, help that person to, to achieve their goals because the, your managers and, and the, you know, the executive directors, they didn't get there by not having people help them, Mm -hmm. you know, so people naturally want to pay it forward. And, and, uh, so I don't know if I, if I were to look back, I would say that that's probably the thing that I didn't fully appreciate or understand, you know, like in my twenties. Yeah. I, I mean, so what I pull from that, especially, right. is just be, is be vocal, right? Like actually share those things that you're thinking about because as, as a manager myself and who's, who's managed teams in the past is, is this conversation of like, yeah, I, if I know that that's of an interest for you, I can start to match experiences and opportunities in a much better way. I'm not going to say I'm going to take away some of the things you don't like to do right in your current role, but yeah. I can say, Hey, there's this opportunity to serve on a committee or there's this opportunity to spearhead this new task force or right. Like there's all these things that I can now actually start to connect you to in a way that I can't, if I don't know that that's of an interest for you. Right. And then that opportunity yeah. is either going to stay at my level or it's going to go to somebody else on the team. And so I, th- I think, yeah, always share that information. You know, Nick, something else that that I think is really important for people and that, that I, that I kind of learned more in my thirties was, you know, the, the value of having a peer network and, you know, having a peer network with your coworkers can be, can be helpful but I think it's more helpful to have a peer network of people outside of your organization. Mm. So let's say you're involved. I mean, ISAE is a great place. I was going to say, and what a great plug. For really, like, really, you know, truly, if I mean, that's one, that is certainly one place where you could develop that peer network. You know, another place would be like the national organization that serves your organization, mm-hmm. because then you're really talking apples to apples and, and just try to establish those friendships picking up the phone and and talking to people when when you're about to have this promotion conversation like who's your peer in Georgia who you talk to at the annual conference who who you think might help advise you on this and you know just kind of look at the people that you know you want to surround yourself by quality people so the you know those advisors that that you can kind of develop or that peer network through these organizations you want to find the people that you that will really complement you the best Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would just never be afraid to pick up the phone and, and talk to them and, yeah. and seek out their advice as well. You know, getting advice from your coworker in your organization, it could be taken the wrong way. It's not as helpful as, as someone outside. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially, I mean, just tap, tapping into those, those networks is huge. You know, I've, I've had some good opportunities to, to be at conferences or things like that, where I've met you know, a variety of folks who who do what I do. And I have a core group of people now that I can reach out to, to have some of these more difficult conversations to yeah. say, like, if I say this, how do I approach it? Or, you know, we've had conversations the other way, right? As the supervisor to the supervisee, um, how, yeah. you know, they've brought this yeah. up. How would you, how would you respond? And so I, I would agree. Those are great opportunities to maximize the networks that we can develop. So lean into those for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure we could talk about this all day. Um, lots of little nuances and little discussions and whatnot. But is there kind of a singular piece of advice that you want to leave our listeners with today? Oh, it's tough. I mean, the I guess the, um, oh, just believe in yourself, value yourself, and and don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations. And, and uh, you know, to know that whatever the result of a of that kind of conversation, the only thing that can come out of it is something positive. Yep. Either way, 
Um, so that's why why you shouldn't be afraid to to speak up and and to have those conversations. Love that. It's a great way to end this. Well, Chris, thank you for being with us today. Like I said, I, I really appreciate this conversation. I think it's one, as you mentioned, we're not having that often. And so hopefully this helps to spur some folks to have some, some more candid conversations. If folks are interested in maybe tapping into more of your knowledge, how can they, how can they find you on the internet? How can they reach you? Well, thank, thank you for giving me the chance. This is kind of a, a, a good opportunity for me to kind of think in a, in a different, in a different way about this. So <laughs> I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'm happy to talk with anyone, um, you know, about this. Uh, my email is cprice at madisoncorp.com or the, our, our phone number is 317-686-2670. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of You Should Hear This. If you have any questions you'd like answered or future topics you'd like us to explore, please send us an email at info at isae.org.